Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. So he was ready. I mean, he knew what to expect. I do think there was a moment the first time we put rhinestones on him that his eyes lit up a little bit. I do. Think <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing like wearing a, a rhinestone suit, right? It's hard to be upset by it. And right. That first glimpse in the mirror, really, we landed the look with Mike. Welcome to the Art of Costume Blogcast. I am your host, Spencer Williams, and thank you so much for joining me for another special bonus episode. Today's episode is all about the new series on Showtime, George and Tammy, which I love the show so much. It's so good. Jessica Chastain and Michael Shannon give some incredible performances, so I'm going to try not to go on and on about how much I love them. Because today's episode is all about the incredible costume design designed by my friend, Mitchell Travers. I'm going to talk to Mitchell in a second, but first, let me give you a little summary. George and Tammy is a chronicle of the infamous country music power couple, Tammy Wynette and George Jones, whose complicated but enduring relationship inspired some of the most iconic music of all time. Diving behind the wardrobe, we have director John Hillcoat and costume designer Mitchell Travers, who you will know his work from In the Heights, for which he was nominated for a Costume Designers Guild Award, Hustlers, for which he was also nominated for a Costume Designers Guild Award, The Eyes of Tammy Faye, one of the greatest movies of all time, Roslyn, Late Night, and Eighth Grade. I am so excited to finally introduce my friend, costume designer of George and Tammy, and the reason why Jessica Chastain was on my Spotify 100 top songs list this year, Mitchell Travers. Hey, Mitchell. Hey. I'm so excited to finally talk to you. I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> of course. I'm such a fan of your work. Hustlers, the eyes of Tammy Faye. I mean, I can't believe we haven't done this sooner, actually. Here we are. It's time. Let's do it. <laughs> All right. Well, today's topic is about the new show on Showtime, George and Tammy and Mitchell. I am obsessed with this show. I'll admit I didn't know much about the story. And when you text me a few months ago and said, talk to you about the next Tammy film, I was like, there's no way there's a sequel to the eyes of Tammy Faye. Um, mm -hmm. And you explain it to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think what most people, when they heard that, you know, I was back with Jess on the Tammy, they were like, didn't you guys do that? And I had to always explain, like, it's a different Tammy. It's a very different Tammy. Right. <laughs> Mini series. It's a completely different era. <laughs> it's a very, very different person. Right. Um, but first, I want to talk about you. Um, so you just have such a variety of work. When I was watching George and Tammy, I started laughing to myself because I was like, every single project. Mitchell's on is so uniquely different and interesting. You just have such a range and it's so exciting to see, you know, what you're going to do next. I mean, we have the eyes of Tammy Faye. 
which is very serious, but also fun and quirky in the Heights, uh, hustlers. So fun. And the new film, Roslyn, you just have such a variety, Mitchell. Where do you get all this inspiration from? Honestly, this is what inspires me is like going into uncharted territory and figuring out, you know, new worlds or new periods, or, um, I just really, I don't like to revisit work. Like I'm once I'm, once I've done something and I feel like I really understand it, I like to do the opposite. So, you know, I, I feel really lucky in the fact that I've like been able to get work that's as varied as I have over time, but I'm also like selective. Like I I really like to push myself and, and read enough until I feel like, okay, that's the one I'm going to do. Like, this is, you know, this is something I haven't really, um, done yet. And so I get really excited when a script comes my way that offers me something that's brand new for me to figure out. Right. It's it's so exciting. And I just can't wait to see what's next. I mean, I feel like you've done everything. I need to see like something futuristic or in space or something next. I'm here in Vancouver doing the future. Oh, no way. I've been manifesting it for a little while. So I was so excited when it actually came to me. Mm, Okay. We'll talk after this off mic. (laughs) All right. Um, So you famously worked on Eyes of Tammy Faye, such an incredible movie. And I was so sad I didn't get to talk to you before the Oscars. And, you know, during the moment that Eyes of Tammy Faye was happening, it really stuck with me, this uh, film. Tell me a little bit about your collaboration with Jessica Chastain and how did this film prepare you for George and Tammy? there's a lot of similarities, I imagine, um, even though it's two completely different stories. I mean, of course, there's, you know, it's the same actress. So you get a familiarity um, when you work with people a few times. Um, she and I work really well together. You know, I feel like I uh, I create in a similar way that she does. So it's a really nice partnership because it's... Um, you know, it'll be like little blips of information or we'll be having a fitting for a scene that's coming up next week and then accidentally find, you know, the finale dress or we're we're just really like live creators and we love to bounce ideas back and forth. Or I'm always asking her like, well, how do you want to feel in this scene? And she'll give me, you know, a couple of words like powerful, vulnerable, you know, whatever the the feeling that she's going to bring to the scene. Or sometimes she'll be incredibly specific. Like, I just really think it's important that I have a headband here. And I'll <laughs> have to like dissect what that means and, and why. And um, but it's it's a partnership that I really, really have grown to love. Yeah, it, you guys have really developed a, quite the power duo, I would say. Um, I would just want to I hope there's more films coming up where you two can collaborate on because it's so fun to watch. Another Tammy. <laughs> yeah. I literally last night I was Googling, I was like famous Tammies. And there's right. some options. I think you've nailed my two favorites though. Who's left? Because we've actually, Jess and I have had this conversation where we're like, there's some um, US senators, Tammy Baldwin. Um. <laughs> okay. Well, let's see. <laughs> that would be interesting. Okay, let's talk about George and Tammy. I'm so excited, but like I said, I'll admit, I was not super familiar with the story beforehand. I knew Tammy Wynette. I knew George Jones. I have D-I-V-O-R-C-E on my Spotify for a long time. Um, but for those who, for those that are listening and might not know, who are George and Tammy? George Jones is considered the best country singer of all time by, um, you know, a large portion of the the country world. Um, 
Tammy Wynette is uh, also considered like one of the, the best of all time in country music. Um, she was, you know, a contemporary of Dolly, Reba, all the big, biggest names of country. I mean, Johnny Cash said that George Jones was his favorite singer of all time. Oh, this wow. incredible power duo that audiences really connected with through their relationship. And they were, you know, very famously together and then also very famously not together, which audiences <laughs> loved just as much. So right. it's really fascinating. Um you know, a bit of pop culture, they were some of the first to really let their public or, or let their dramas play out in public and include the audience in them, um, which was sort of new at the time. And, you know, now we're up in everybody's business, it feels like. So it's not right. at the time, like letting people into their private lives like this was considered brand new. Right. It's so fascinating. Um, I would love to start with George Jones, played by the Michael Shannon. Um, he was such a smooth guy. He had a real classic country look. His suits are fantastic. Gave me a lot of life. Tell me about designing costumes for George Jones. It was really surprising to me that George isn't a more notable figure in the fashion world. You know, I feel like... right. I like I've seen collections inspired by Elvis and uh, Johnny Cash has is like a style reference that you see people do on a red carpet. And I just I was really surprised as I got into this that George wasn't on the mood boards. He has every yeah. right to be. George loved clothes. He loved spending money on clothes. He loved getting dressed. He loved coordination. I think he really understood the power of appearance as a musician. So he was not shy. I mean, you know, he was one of the, the men popularizing the nudie suit um, in the late 60s, early 70s, you know, was absolutely comfortable in rhinestones, jewelry, pinky rings, uh, leisure, plaid <laughs> pants. Like he really, he really had a, a, a fantastic closet. So, you know, obviously Michael Shannon is six foot four, George Jones wasn't. So there's oh. a calculation involved in order to, find a middle ground between the two because <laughs> right. george george was a pretty small man we love a short king we love a short king and george <laughs> was and michael <laughs> isn't so there was a bit of a balancing act there to get the proportions right and try to shorten him a bit but you know six foot four is a wonderful canvas for clothes so we we right shannon for that and michael was like really full in he was excited about all the clothes you know, I I mean, Michael came to the project with a tremendous amount of research. He knew a lot about George. I, I felt like I knew George really well. I mean, I was up in family photos and deep cut YouTube interviews and things like that. But right. into the project with like a whole other level of untapped. Right. Um, so he was ready. I mean, he knew what to expect. I do think... There was a moment the first time we put rhinestones on him that his eyes lit up a little bit. I do. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like wearing a, a rhinestone suit, right? It's hard to be upset by it. And right. That first glimpse in the mirror, really, we landed the look with Mike. Uh, I love that. I love that like baby blue suit that he's wearing toward the beginning of the show. Such a good one. It actually reminded me, this is maybe I'll cut this out, but it reminded me of what you wore to the CDGAs this year, actually. That color, it's so good. Well, honestly, Mike's came first. Mine came after. So maybe I mm. started something there. I think, yeah, you were channeling something. <laughs> that, that, there's a great story behind that suit because it was made by 
a man who used to be an intern in Nudie's tailor shop in Nashville. Oh, wow. So he had that muscle memory of being, you know, a, a young kid working at Nudie's. And he remembered George coming in for his suit. So the suits were actually made by a man who was an intern at Nudie's Rodeo Taylor in Nashville. And they had one in Hollywood then. And so he remembered George coming in for his suits and told me great stories about what it was like. And, you know, there, there's a very famous story where he came in and looked through the fabric books and ordered 30 of the same suit. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it, it really helped me understand like who this man was and, you know, he loved clothes. And so it was really important that the audience get the idea that like, this is a man who has fun when he gets dressed. Right. I was actually going to talk about this. There is a quick scene where Tammy and George go to nudies. And I just as a costume nerd, this was really such like a fun moment. It's real short, but just it was everything to me. What what was it like recreating this? Honestly, it's it's there's to collect that much um, clothing from nudies. I mean, we got our hands on everything that we could. That's not behind glass in a museum someplace, but right. a lot of it is, and a lot of it is in private collection. So it was, it was kind of a challenge to assemble that much clothing that would be correct for that space. Um, but we were really lucky. And like, once the word got out, there was a lot of love for nudie. There's a lot of love for George Jones. So once the word got out that we were trying to put this together, there were private collectors who have never let their pieces out that would loan it to us for this sequence. And Wow. Um, it was pretty cool to be surrounded by that much. And, you know, I'm a, I'm like a costume nerd. So I was beyond, I was beyond excited. And I'm like, you know, telling the grips, I'm like, there's never been this much nudie together in one room before. <laughs> they're looking at great. <laughs> they're like, All right, sir. <laughs> Keep it going. <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot of copies as well. So it's, you have to really get involved and know what linings to look for and look to see if the stones are faceted or heat set. You know, like you really need to know what you're looking at because um, there's a lot of copies out there and it's a, it's a look that's certainly been recreated. Right. So we had to really get in there and, and make sure that it was correct. Oh, such a costume treat. I mean, that was, that was my gift this year. Um, now let's talk about Jessica Chastain as Tammy. Incredible. Such a fashion icon. Um, so interesting too. Um, so she was incredible. She always looked so put together. I could just imagine you had so much fun designing clothes for Tammy because she's such a she's she's very bright and fun and cheerful, even though she is tragically pretty sad and sick most of the time. But on the outside, she's just always this shining superstar. That was the fun part to get was the balance between celebrity and you know mother. Uh, so this balance back and forth between her real life and the persona of Tammy Wynette that was created over time was fascinating. I mean, there's, there's a ton of conflicting stories about Tammy Wynette, you know, her, her relationship to the truth was always a bit suspect based on who you talked to about each story. Mm -hmm. She was, she was very, very clever in the way that she presented herself to the world. A lot of people didn't know how sick she was towards the end of her life because she didn't she didn't display that. She she was able to um, to hide her pain often in the public eye. So for me, it was really fun to figure out the balance between what she liked on camera and what she liked off camera. Right. You know, I, I don't think that the woman changed that much behind the scenes over time. 
when you look at her public appearances, of course, it's always current, it's fashionable. There are times where she takes risks. There are times that she's more conservative. Um, but then when you go back and you look at what she looks like with her kids and at home, like it's pretty consistent and it's kind of like the same, the same woman. Um, so that for me, that was always really cool to, to find the balance of. Right. I was really fascinated by the color palette she chose for her. Um, because like, like we were talking about, she is inherently troubled, but on the outside to her clothing to me was always bright and fun when she's in the public eye, as you said, like she was very deliberate in what she was wearing. What was your process behind choosing the colors and textiles? One of our earliest conversations that Jess and I had about Tammy Wynette, we both locked into this idea of blonde and yellow. Mm-hmm. And it was sort of that that door opening that, that led me to a lot of the discovery for the, this character. You know, I just feel like there's like a certain electricity between that blonde and that yellow that really suits Tammy, the optimism, the cheerfulness. the Like sunshine to me. It's totally sunshine, but there's also something really country about that. Yeah. Um, that felt right for us. So... You know, we played with metallics in the early part of her career. Then we, once she's a little more established and trying to get her audience back, we tapped back into the metallics to try to get into that early fandom again. And then, of course, we get into like that soft drapey, you know, Grecian goddess, 70s, Tammy. It's, there's, there's so much credit that I need to give to the country aesthetic of the late 60s, early 70s, mid 70s even. It's so stylish. You know, I think there's like a country gets a bad rap sometimes. And the more you dig into it, you're like, this is gorgeous. Like it, it, it has this whole lane that you get to play with and, you know, hats and boots and belts and jewelry and fringe and suede and, and rhinestones. And it's just this like lovely, lovely space to get to create. in. I loved it. Right. It's, it's so fun to me because I've, I am one of those people who's always had like a jaded view of what country fashion looks like. And this was so fun. It really opened my eyes and made me realize how stylish country really can be. And I don't know, I'm kind of a fan now, actually. I'm, I'm about it. <laughs> yeah. I, I love it. <laughs> country is in right now. Yeah. Um, some of my favorite looks, though, was also Tammy when she was like in disguise, going to the studio and watching George, which had big sunglasses, a coat didn't want to be seen those are also so really strong moments too mitchell we love a coat we love yeah. a coat moment together <laughs> um all right so as we go further into the show george and tammy get the head to vegas and i love a vegas scene because especially this time period in vegas it's so glamorous but also kind of like dark and mysterious it's fun you know elvis is big right now at this time um just talk about this scene a little bit, especially with Tammy in that red dress. It was so good. So they, you know, the the show at the Landmark is a major event in their, both of their careers. They're for country for a country duo to be headlining in Las Vegas at the time. I mean, these were these were the biggest stars of the day. So right. as you mentioned, they are there when Elvis is, um, and so for me, it was really important from a storytelling perspective to get the feeling that they are outsiders, there's a little bit of an imposter syndrome for both of them. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not playing the hometown crowd. They're now playing the mainstream, you know, they're on the strip. And so it's a different audience. It's a different venue. It's a, it's a whole different energy. And I, it's important that you get the sense that they, they're trying to deliver what they think audiences want of George and Tammy in this new super glamorous space. You know, the, these were people who had no problem performing 
you know, in a, in a small venue with no mics, like that's, they were real musicians that way. And so all of a sudden they're being asked to deliver, you know, a spectacle. And so you want, you want that pressure. You want that feeling of trying to deliver, trying to gauge what the audience expects, how you need to be, you know, and obviously in the context of the show, this is the biggest struggle for George because, you know, all of a sudden he's being dressed in a way that doesn't quite feel like George Jones should to him, to the point that he goes out and changes his costume. And, you know, Tammy's trying to get it right and and find that balance between who she's been and who she's about to be. So there's a lot, a lot that hinges on these two costumes. Right. The red dress, the red dress started as a jumpsuit when we first were getting into it, sort of that Elvis uh, 70s disco rock and roll thing that, you know, you love that. Yeah. (laughs) And I was just like, I had this moment of not being super satisfied with it. So I said to Jess, I was like, let me keep working on this. Like I, this, we need to land this look in, in such an extreme way. And then I, I found this beaded dress, which I was like, it's one of those garments. Like as soon as you hold it, you're like, Oh, I got it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, the audience can't see, but that photo of Jess in the bottom right with the light on her, just, uh, yeah, that's a good one. And we knew that the the lighting was going to be sort of like a yellow glow on top too. And I, I want to give our, our director a lot of credit for his encouragement of these unusual color combinations. He loved, as we were going through the research, like, you know, a primary red, a primary yellow, a primary blue which I think often as designers, we we always are afraid of those colors and mm-hmm. really encouraging about finding clashes and finding like rhythm and cla- color clash. So it was, it was really freeing and, you know, it felt slightly dangerous at times because I was doing stuff that the, the one side of my costume designer brain is like, no, you can't do that. And then <laughs> it, and it would work. And it was like, it was really exciting. I, I learned a lot of lessons there just about color because I had that, that encouragement. And of course I worked really closely with our production designer, Jonah Markowitz, um, who I I think is a genius. And it was really just like a a balancing act all the time. Like when is the dress, the big deal? When is the set, the big deal? Um, It was really kind of fun to, to play together and create together. Such a great scene. I'm so excited for everyone to see it. Um, I was also kind of mad at George too, because I thought his suit looked so good. I get what he was saying, but I was like, come on, man, it looks great. You look great. <laughs> we had a little a little costume switch, but it's fun that we get to see the extremes of his emotion in that moment. Like, you know, you see where the world is pulling him and you see where he's trying to pull back. And it's this really cool conflict that you get to express through clothes. I mean, it's a costume designer's dream. Oh, you nailed it. So as the show progresses, we really get to watch Tammy and George kind of move through the decades. It's very subtle. The show doesn't make a big deal about it, but suddenly we're in the 60s, the 70s, go to the 80s. We even hit the 90s. We watch both of these incredible actors and actresses. Um, I don't want to use the word age, but I guess age. (laughs) Um, And their costumes kind of translate along with them. What was that like? I love, I've gotten to do this a few times now, and I love working with the same actor through various ages because it's so fun to figure out how the body changes, how their style changes, you know, at what point does Tammy give up cleavage? At what point does she cover her arms? At what point is she covering her legs, right? Like there's there's all these little dial turns that you get to figure out as you evolve through a person's life. 
you know, what little hallmarks do you establish when she's 30 that you keep until she's 50 and 60? You know, like it, it's it's a fun journey to get to create a person over that span of time. Um, and the same thing with George, you know, like at a certain point, George starts to get a little bit of a, a tummy and, um, you know, like a, his his clothes in a weird way got louder as he aged. I was going to say that. It's almost like he was holding on a little bit. Kind of. And then, you know, I mean, his he gets really comfortable in that sort of lazy boy recliner way in his yeah. But in his when he was doing public appearances, like he was giving those folks a show at the end. You know, he was in these hand painted leather bomber jackets and and fully embroidered suits with a belt buckle the size of a dinner plate. You know, I mean, <laughs> giving people a show right until the end. So I, I was grateful for that. Right. It's so fascinating. First, I'll say you're just so good at that transition thing. I thought what you did and Tammy Faye was so good. So to see this happen again, I thought it was masterful. Um, And yeah, I thought it was so funny watching George almost becoming like the loud fashion icon toward the end. Because I noticed that too. It was like these prints, like he's really, it's really having a good time right now. While Tammy got a little bit more, I won't say quieter but just you know a bit more sophisticated and just trying to be a little bit more proper in her eyes they had such different audiences at the ends of their careers right it's really important to feel in the beginning they were playing to the same crowd and mm-hmm. even in the middle of their career they're they pulled from different aisles kind of but then at the end of their career you know like tammy even has the the klf performance where she's really playing to a different audience than George would ever dream of. So it was really cool to sort of set expectations for the two of them based on who's paying for tickets. So funny you mentioned KLF because that is my next question. (laughs) This this scene is so iconic, Mitchell. I loved it. It's short. I need like a full cut performance. What was it like recreating this look? It's so fun. I was thrilled because I feel like this is the quintessential Tammy Wynette reference. You know, like there's so many references, but if you really know Tammy Wynette, you know the KLF song, you know the music video. It's one of the most bizarre uh, (laughs) music videos of all time, I think. Yes, it's so good. I mean, we have these like dancers with the horns and these red capes and um, these like angel pixies on the side of her and then she's in this like incredible beaded course <laughs> on top of this blue satin dress with a huge cape. I mean, it's beyond belief. Yeah. Actually. I, as someone who talks about costume design every single day, I have a hard time understanding the references and the original. <laughs> I can't imagine what was discussed in meetings like as they led up to, to equal. Yeah. <laughs> So, but it's so perfect, though. So perfect. It's one of these things that you just can't touch. Like, no one wants a version of this. We want it to be exact. So that's right. exactly what I did. There's a really amazing behind-the-scenes, um, like sort of like making of the music video that was shot. So you actually have footage of Tammy's fitting for this costume. Like, you, you oh, wow. look at it, you see them put on the corset. So the, the references were... 360 every detail we could figure out and so honestly when i looked at this i was like the the way that we we get this right is i need to work with someone who designs for drag because that's really what this is Mm, yeah for sure i 
I, I reached out to House of Caney, who does a lot of work for Violet Chachki. Oh, I love them. Yeah. Uh-huh. So brilliant. Incredible so, designer. Yeah. Incredible designer. And the best news was that I I showed I told him what we were doing and he was like, oh, I know exactly this look. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, the corset, all these little paillettes were all hand-sewn. The jewelry was completely custom. The crown was completely custom. I mean, the the attention to detail on this costume was absolutely insane. And it was so much fun to get. That was the first time on set we had done the, the you know, the older makeup and wig on Jess for that Tammy. So like what an arrival on set that, you know, <laughs> yeah. driving a 15 yard uh, silk. Right. You got to tell me next time this happens, I could just like watch from the corner because I can't imagine. So good. And just so everyone knows, if they want to watch that music video, it's um, by KLF. It's called Justified and Ancient. Um, it's a real treat. It's really worth a visit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she is really good in a song. I will say that. Um, all right. Final question, Mitchell. We are at the end here. Uh, George and Tammy was such a powerful, emotional story. But also had lots of moments of joy, happiness. It's a great story about love and family. Uh, what did this project mean to you? What did you get out of all of this? I will say that this is the longest I've spent with characters because often I'm doing film. And so mm-hmm. you, know, you, you have a sort of like a capsule amount of time with that character. For this, we had six episodes. So it's six hours of content versus two. So you're really able to flesh out characters in a way when you have this expanse of time that I loved. You know, I... I I really enjoyed my time designing there. And what I enjoyed most was the team of people that worked with me. You know, everybody always describes their team as like, oh, we're a family and everything. But honestly, on this, like the group chat is still live. (laughs) Everyone who worked with me, you know, Susan, Charles, Wolf, Laurel, Jill, Aileen, like all Dustin, all of these people that I got to work so closely with every day, they brought so much to the project and they really, um, reframes design for me from a singular activity to a group activity. And um, I found there was so much power in this group of people that we assembled for this job that I, I will, it's, it's the bar that has been set for me. And so um, that's really what I'll take from it is like what working with people operating at that caliber feels like every day. It's, it's a real blessing. Well, I'm a big fan of everyone who worked on this film from the crew, your costume crew, the actors, actresses, producers, directors, and of course you, Mitchell. This has been such a treat. Thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. And watch George and Tammy if you haven't seen it yet, everyone. It is so good. It's so worth it. I will say when I first saw it, I was like, I don't know. Fell in love with it. I'm going to be listening to Tammy and George Jones probably for the rest of the year. Wrapped next year. Right. <laughs> Thank you, Mitchell. Thanks, Spencer. The Art of Costume Blogcast is hosted and produced by Elizabeth Joy Glass and Spencer Williams. Our audio engineering and editing is done by Dan White. 
Follow us on Instagram at the Art of Costume Pod or visit the Art of Costume Blogcast.com for all blogcast updates. If you want to support the show, go to the Art of slash pod store. Or you can head over to patreon.com slash the art of costume for some bonus content. For more costume reviews, deep dives, and interviews, head over to theartofcostume.com, a blog dedicated to highlighting the best in costume design. Thank you.